there's one year to get your flu shot, this is the one. Because if we have COVID and flu viruses circulating at the same time, it could place tremendous amounts of stress on our acute care system. Experts are recommending that this is the year. This is the year if you've avoided getting that flu shot to get it. Maybe it'll be more complicated than the past when you could walk into your local pharmacy to get the flu shot. Here to talk about it, Dr. Jeff Kwong from the University of Toronto Public Health. Uh, he is an expert in uh, public health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kwong. Good to have you on. Thanks for having me. Okay, so what are the challenges around the annual flu vaccine this year? Well, I think the issue is, like, is there going to be enough uh, supply? If everyone's suddenly interested in getting it, like, more than usual, then are we going to have enough doses for all the people who want them? Um, then the second challenge is, like, can we deliver them as quickly, um, given the challenges with, like, our physical distancing measures? Um, so, yeah, and these are things that, you know, public health folks are going to have to work out. Unfortunately, we do have a few months uh, to sort it out, and uh, people are already planning for it already. Because we start getting our flu vaccine in the fall. Uh, it's one of the complications, I would imagine, as well, is it's, it's going to be hard to tell if you have flu or COVID this year. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the challenges is that both uh, of these viruses can cause all sorts of symptoms. And it's really impossible to tell the difference between the two viruses without getting a lab test. And, um, you know, normally we don't, um, you know, do a lot of uh, testing for influenza. We just say, oh, well, there's, you know, all these other respiratory viruses. And we doesn't really make a big difference whether we know if you have influenza or other, other viruses. But now that the COVID, uh, you know, in the picture as well, that makes things a bit more complicated because it is important to know if you have COVID or not because we don't want you spreading it to other people. And so there will be, you know, swabbing to test for COVID. And the question is, you know, how much are we going to test for the other viruses at the same time? And that's something that, you know, we're having discussions, um, you know, right now to see, do we have the capacity to test for COVID and all these other uh, viruses? Um, but I think, you know, for, for the average person, you know, it's impossible to know whether it's actually influenza or COVID or one of the other many, um, you know, viruses that are circulating in the fall and winter. Wouldn't it be difficult as well for uh, physicians to know if it's uh, influenza or, you know, if the, some of the symptoms are the same as COVID? Exactly. So that's why the, the, the only way to know for sure is to do the lab test uh, so right. that we can know whether it's one or the other. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you know, doctors think they can tell the difference, but really it's, it's actually not possible. Now, the flu vaccine, we know it's about 50 percent effective. Uh, year after year. But the whole idea of getting your flu shot this year is you don't want to contract the flu because the flu really knocks you out. Even if you're a healthy person who contacts, contracts the flu, that's going to open you up to and make you more susceptible to COVID-19, which would be a worst case scenario, correct? Well, we don't know yet, um, you know, how often, you know, people get like co-infections. Uh, that's something mm. that is, you know, I think that needs further study. But I think the, the main idea is that we don't want you getting sick and then we, we don't know if it's COVID or influenza and then you have to be like put in quarantine just in case and all that sort of thing. Um, so I think it's just, you know, it's all part of just staying as healthy as possible. You know, add it to, you know, wearing a mask, you know, washing your hands, physical distancing, all of these things um, can help to keep us healthy. And so that we, you know, just have so it's one less thing to worry about. I know that the province is working right now on uh, planning for a universal flu vaccine immunization program. That's under underway. Um, there are experts that say there should be a mass immunization plan from all levels of government for the coming season when it comes to uh, the flu shot. 
But do you think we'll end up in a priority situation where because we are taking all of these uh, precautions, we're washing our hands, we're keeping physical distancing uh, levels up and we're wearing masks that we'll end up seeing, um, you know, the people that are making the decisions as far as healthcare goes in the province and in the country saying, okay, listen, if you do are not, um, if you don't have any compromises with your immune system, or you're not a high risk um, person for getting COVID, we are going to just ask you to continue washing hands, physical distancing. You're not getting a flu shot because we don't have enough of the flu vaccine to go around to the increased demand. Do you think we might end up in a situation like that? Well, we'll see. I mean, you know, in a usual year, we vaccinate about 30 to 40 percent of the population. And we do that over just a few months. So it's, you know, quite a, you know, challenge as it is already. Um, and now if there's going to be increased demand, there, there it's possible that we may have to do more what we call like prioritization. So the people who are at highest risk of having complications for influenza may be prioritized over the people who are at lower risk. On the other hand, you know, what's interesting, I mean, is that the people who get the most benefit, you know, who probably need the most are the people who the vaccine works, works less well in. And the people who probably need the least are the people the vaccine is, are the people where the vaccine works the best in. Um, Why is so, that? And can you explain well, that? Because I've never heard that before. Yeah, I mean, it's the people who have, you know, are young and healthy have the strongest immune systems. So the vaccine works best in them because of their immune system, you know, reacts the best to the vaccine. And then the people who are more susceptible to influenza and the complications have more weakened uh, immune systems. And so they don't mount as good an immune response to the vaccine as the healthier people. And that makes sense. People, yeah, the people who are most vulnerable often get it from the people who are, um, you know, less vulnerable. Um, and so that's the whole idea of trying to vaccinate as many people as possible so that people who do get it and where it works well there, you know, we can avoid them giving it to the people who are more vulnerable. Dr. Kwong, we usually, you know, it helps to protect people who get it and the people around the people who get it. We normally look to places like Australia to see how active the flu season is going to be. When do we start getting those indications? Are they already in their flu season? Yeah, so they're already in what should be their influenza season, and they're seeing very little influenza. And we think that's because of all the the stuff they're doing, uh, you know, for COVID. So the physical distancing, hand washing, mask, and all that sort of thing is helping to minimize um, the amount of influenza uh, going around. So, you know, it's possible that we'll see very little influenza activity this coming fall, but, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how, like, to what extent people can maintain our current measures against COVID. Mm -hmm. So, that's why we're, we're saying that it still is a good idea to get the flu shot because it's one more line of protection against getting sick. Are there any other vaccines that we should be looking uh, at getting during this COVID-19 period? I know it's tough to get out and see your doctor in person, but um, what other vaccines should people not forget to get? Yeah, so for people who are over 65 or with certain chronic conditions, it's recommended that they get the pneumococcal vaccine. That's to protect against a certain a bacteria called Streptococcus pneumoniae. And so that's covered by the government. And, um, you know, everyone, if you're eligible and you haven't gotten it, then, you, you know, it's a good idea to go get it. Um, you know, and another vaccine that's also recommended for those uh, age over 50, but not yet covered by the government is the, the shingles vaccine. And that's just a good vaccine uh, to get in, in general. Um, are, are there so the different levels of the of the shingles vaccine? Someone told me that, and I'm not sure. This was, uh, you know, a friend that p- 
passed on the word that there are a couple of vaccines for shingles. Are there better ones to to ask for? That's right. Yeah. So there's an yeah, there's an older one that's not uh, as effective that is covered by the government uh, for those aged 65 to 70. Um, and then there's a newer one that's not yet covered by the government uh, that's very effective, um, but um, it's you know not covered. So the cost may be a barrier for some people. Right. Well, I want to I want to thank you for your time, Dr. Kwong. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I think you've highlighted the importance for us to at least keep our eyes on the vaccines that we need to get, and we'll we'll wait to see what public health tells us about this flu shot and how we're going to access it this uh, coming fall. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, you're very welcome. Take care. Have a great day. This is Dr. Jeff Kwong, University of Toronto public health expert.